Welcome to the Elevate the Edge podcast. I'm Maribel Lopez of Lopez Research, and I'm joined with my co-host, Joe Peterson of Clarify 360. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Elevate the Edge is published bi-weekly. The podcast focuses on helping companies understand what edge computing is, how the market will evolve, and what you need to know to build successful edge computing strategies. Show notes and subscription links can be found at elevatetheedge.com slash episodes. We hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Elevate the Edge podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Maribel Lopez, and I am joined here with Joe Peterson. Hi, guys. Joe and I are actually, once again, I know I say I'm always thrilled, but I am thrilled because today we're getting to speak with Mike Baca, and I've known Mike for a long time. We've been talking about technology for years, and independently, Joe Peterson also found Mike, and we both thought that he would be a great guest for the podcast. Mike is the Senior Director of IT Edge Solutions at Amerisource Bergen. When I met Mike, we were talking, you know, Michael and I were talking a lot about mobility, Mobility was sort of the hot thing. That kind of gives you a sense of how long ago uh, uh, that was. And and what Mike and I have been talking about with digital transformation was another hot topic back in that day. And now um, that we've moved from it being just about mobility to edge in general, uh, Michael's been talking about how to reduce friction in the healthcare supply chain. So with that introduction, welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Mike, I'm going to get started. And, you know, it's so exciting what's happening in the healthcare space right now with Edge. It's kind of one of the spaces that's really taking off. And I'm sure you're seeing a lot of exciting use cases occurring. What's kind of the most interesting one that you're seeing right now? And where do you see that space or the space itself going in the near future? Sure. As Maribel said, um, we're part of the healthcare supply chain. And we like to use that term, remove friction from it, because there are so many friction points within the healthcare supply chain. Uh, we start at the commercialization phase with the manufacturers creating drugs. So we, we help them get access to the market. And then it's about uh, the logistics of getting those drugs and other uh, healthcare remedies to the providers and the patients logistically. And then it's also about... Um, kind of measuring and, and capturing metrics about how patients use the medicines they're given, um, all to the end, end point of trying to um, increase patient outcomes, improve patient outcomes. So that value-based kind of approach to healthcare by providing the best possible remedies at the most efficient cost is kind of central to our mission as a company. Um, and edge, in my mind, and edge is one of those terms that started out meaning one thing a few years back, and I think people have been using it for a lot of different things. But to us, it's putting the power of computing in the hands of the person doing the job um, so that they can get more robust interactions, they can get a better experience, um, and we can capture things and metrics uh, that we couldn't otherwise capture, which helps us to deliver a better experience. So all that's to say, to answer your question, each one of those touch points along the healthcare supply chain, in my mind, is an opportunity to provide better outcomes. Um, patient monitoring, for example, um, the uh, you know a lot of the issues with regard to uh, 
uh, poor patient outcomes is because patients don't take their medications when they're supposed to, or they take it incorrectly, or they overtake it. Um, but if we can monitor things like their glucose levels, or heart rate, or respiration, or blood oxygen, in conjunction with doing some social media or gamification assistance to help them uh, stay on their regimen, we can determine if they're getting better or not. And if they're not, we can immediately know why and, and do a correction there. So we're looking at solutions that help those patient outcomes, and we're working with providers and hospital systems uh, to that effect. Um, in addition to the healthcare, I mean, there's the whole logistics space as well and um, transportation. So there are many, many different areas where we can touch to improve things. I'm glad that you actually talked about the evolution of the edge and how we're talking about different things now. And clearly, a lot of the examples that you just pulled in to that last answer were around new connected devices, new data, trying to take advantage of that new data, and maybe even integrating that data into other people's applications and services. So I imagine that, that there were quite a few challenges around that. But for you as a company, when you think about EDGE, obviously there's the concept of improving patient outcomes. Is there some other business insight or new ways of thinking about things that have come about as the of the concept of now we have edge computing or we're moving deeper into evolving into edge computing? How do you think about it, the space now? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting, as you said earlier, we started talking about mobility years ago. And in my mind, mobility is is sort of the ultimate edge device anyway. Um, it's this powerful computer that's portable. We can carry it around with us. It knows more about us than we care to admit. Um, in addition, um, it's got a back end that's cloud-based um, and, and very nimble in that way. So it makes for easier capturing of data, e easier storing of data, and then disseminating that data as well. So, you know, those who create mobile apps can tell a lot of things about the person using that app, where they are. They can even tell the orientation of the device if it's in portrait mode or landscape mode, uh, and they can correlate that to other things, other data. So in our mind, that that presents, it widens the capability, or I should say, uh, expands the capability of what's possible, of the art of the possible. So when mobility first came out, these were sort of aspirational, but at, at this point, um, these things are reality. Um, as an example, um, being able to track uh, shipments in real time uh, helps us uh, in one of our uh, premium businesses called World Courier. They're sort of like the Federal Express of healthcare. So they're engaged by providers, patients, research institutions, manufacturers to deliver pharmaceuticals from point A to point B. Point A to point B may be uh, within the same city or it may be halfway around the world. Uh, it, it involves things like organ transplants and blood products and, and clinical trial drugs. It's very critical that we're able to determine where a particular shipment is at any given time to make sure it's not being diverted, to make sure it's not being held up through customs, et cetera. So being able to put a device in one of those shipments that uh, kind of broadcasts its GPS location is critical, and we can track that whole shipment. Uh, throughout its life cycle. So that that's an example on the logistics side, in addition to some of the healthcare stuff I mentioned earlier. 
You know, Mike, when you and I first started talking about this, I was talking about these right time experiences and they were going to be contextual, adaptive learning and predictive. And it was a lot about big data and analytics, but we didn't really have the concepts of there's a few things that are changed, right? So you started talking about how you can actually place a device. The device is now cheap enough. It has connectivity. It has the right battery life. But we can also take all that you know, information, bring it back in and do machine learning and apply AI principles to it so that we can get a more real-time supply chain concept as an example. So to your earlier point of we talked about a lot of these things, but now we actually have the tech and the tools and maybe even at a better price point than the past to make that more of a reality. Yeah. One area we've gotten into as well, which you may not traditionally think of as edge, is virtual reality. Um, And in our minds, it kind of qualifies for edge. Um, We kind of stretch the limits a little bit, but um, we uh, developed a virtual reality training program for our warehouse personnel so that they can understand their place in the healthcare supply chain and why their job is so important. And that's an Oculus-based headset where all the processing is done on the head, on the headset. However, it does download content from the cloud. So we can be nimble and add modules to that learning um, and then have it sort of flow down and be used. You, You can never operate virtual reality in a thin client situation. It's just too expensive to have those round trips back and forth to the server. But, but with that powerful headset, you can create these really cool experiences that uh, help associates understand what's expected of them in the workplace. That sounds really cool. I want to go back to something that Maribel had mentioned um, about real-time data, Mike. It seems to me that the amount of data that is coming at companies from the edge can be expansive. And it can be overwhelming. And analyzing all that data can be a challenge. You've seen some companies, I'm sure, that are just doing it well. Can you share with us an example of how that data can be taken in and analyzed and just used correctly? I would, in all transparency, I would say uh, we have a ways to go in that area. Um, And I think it comes down to um, what we need to run current state versus what we need to predict. So that um, sort of um, predictive analytics is what we're aspiring to at this point. Right now, we're at the point where we're just trying to get data and correlate it, correlate different sets of data, because we've got uh, so many touch points with our end customers right now. Uh, We've got uh, the contact center, which is a big input for us. We've got sales the sales team. We've got um, social media and we've got other sorts of relationships with with customers and vendors. And right now, uh, we're in the process of trying to correlate all that and then kind of bring it into one warehouse. Um, I think we're only scratching the surface there, but that's the real challenge for us is going to be, okay, now we've got all these things out there acquiring data. Uh, How do we make the best sense of that? And how do we come up with something that's useful and siphon, uh, sift through all the noise that's out there? But that is that is something on the horizon for us. We have this concept, and it's not unique, but of a 360 view of the customer. Um, and we thought we were 360 maybe a couple of years ago, but we realized there's so many components to that that we're missing. So what companies need to do and what we're trying to do is come up with a comprehensive sort of uh, uh, 
enterprise uh, analytics platform uh, where we can stand up that sort of data and then have sort of the smart people in the business kind of figure out uh, how to use that data to our advantage. So I like where you're going with this because I think for a while we've talked about this notion of um, predictive and prescriptive. And I think in no field could it be better utilized than in your field, certainly. In, in your opinion, are there particular challenges that need to be addressed to help us get to that other side of the digital transformation that you're looking at? I think it all comes down to what are the key metrics and performance indicators that we need in order to steer the business better. We're involved in, in so many different parts of the healthcare supply chain. Um, and I think the different business units we're involved or, or that are involved are, are doing a great job within their area. But there's so much more we could be doing to share across business units. For example, we have, you know, one team that's responsible for making sure that patients have access to their drugs through proper insurance plans. They've got a whole bunch of data on patients and how patients take their medicine. That would be great if we could share that with the provider side of the business or with the pharmacy side of the business. So um, we're looking at ways to combine that data to tell the right story. Um, currently, I, like I said, I think uh, within the niche, we're doing we're doing well. But I think the real story can be told is if we approach the customer th in a 360 fashion by combining those different wow. perspectives. That's I love the way you, you know, you kind of broken that out. That makes me think about it in sort of two separate swim lanes, but that are parallel. Right. So it'll be interesting to see the way things evolve. Um, we'd like to wrap up the podcast with one fun fact, um, hmm. something that you think is interesting. So um, can you share a fun fact with us? Well, um, little known fact. I'm not sure if you're aware of how cable TV originated. Um, cable TV, that dinosaur that won't go away. Um, but it originated about an hour from where I live in eastern Pennsylvania. And back in 1947, a guy wanted to sell more television sets. Um, but unfortunately, the city he was located in um, was surrounded by mountains. So what he ended up doing is he put an antenna on top of a nearby mountain and then captured the signals coming from New York and Philadelphia and then ran a cable line down to his store where he could demonstrate his TVs. The idea caught on. People in the town wanted to kind of access this big fat wire and the cable industry was born. So there, there's my fun fact. That's great. That is great. Well, who knew? Yeah. I love it. His name you was John Walton, I believe. John Walton is a legendary figure in Eastern Pennsylvania. Peace. Awesome. Mike, thanks so much for your time today. And we look forward to hearing your progress and hopefully you'll come back to a future show. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so you can easily find us again. Follow us on Twitter at Maribel Lopez and at Digital Cloud Gal and on LinkedIn. Links to our social profiles, show notes, and ways to listen to the podcast can be found at elevatetheedge.com. Music